This week's episode features Diana Vandenberg, who is relatively well-known in the cross-dressing community because she herself is a cross-dresser and also a vendor. She's trying to meet a need for cross-dressers in the form of padding. Her site is procrossdresser.com, and it's a site you should know about when it comes to cross-dressing. And she comes on the Cross Yas podcast to share her story. In lieu of this week's Yas of the Week, I, Giselle, will talk about why I might need a little break from the podcast. But I'll have Kirsten talk about her different social media platforms in this week's Kirsten's Corner. This is episode 28 of the Cross Yas podcast. So, you ready to... Back that thing up. Yes, yes, Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast. The podcast that says yes to everything related to cross-dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. You can locate me on Instagram at Giselle Mirasol and find the podcast there too, at Cross Yas Podcast. The Cross Yas Podcast is still on Facebook and Twitter as well at Cross Yas, that's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. And hey, I know you have opinions, and I desperately want your feedback. And also, are you still considering sharing your own personal story on the podcast, cross-dressing or gender-related? Well, the answer should still be... Yes, yes, yes! Email the podcast at crossyaspodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, uh, I know, summer, it's winding down, and hey, I gotta dress up this week. Went with uh, went to my first winery with some of my coworkers, and it was hella hot. Peeling hot, hot, hot. Heat is a crossdresser's worst enemy because, well, you know we like to wear layers, and well, heat kills us all. The makeup, all that, not a fan. But hey, I gotta dress up, even though it was 102 or three degrees at the winery that we visited, and heat or in the makeup was destroying most of my makeup. But well, I don't know, it was still a good time. Also, yeah, um, I told you I was gonna release some more episodes this month. Um, but I think I might need to take a break because I think, because I've been working so hard on the podcast, I think I developed a little bit of carpal tunnel. Oh no! Uh, yeah, my wrists kind of hurt and kind of getting these like pins and needle feelings in my hands. And I think I need to take a little break from the podcasting. So take a break. for this episode, I'm going to just, in lieu of my uh, Yas of the Week, I'm just going to go ahead and release the episode and Kirsten's portion of Kirsten's Corner where she talks about social media platforms and it'll be good but yeah i'm gonna have to take a little bit of a break i don't know when i'll come back but i'll have some episodes up soon i just want to kind of rest my wrist because it kind of hurt um i think just been working so hard on the podcast and working so hard at work because we're always on a computer all day yeah i'm gonna have to take a little bit of a break but i promise this episode will be good it's with diana vandenberg where we talk about a lot of things about cross-dressing related about her story uh why she moved from the midwest to california to start her company called dress tech yeah, it's a good episode, and then stay tuned for Kirsten's Corner. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I know you guys are always looking forward to episodes, and I always look forward to making new ones, but yeah, my wrists and my hands kind of feel funny. But, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, um, maybe like a month off or something. Hopefully not. Maybe I'll release things here and there, but I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Sorry, guys, but hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's going to be good. Promise, promise, promise. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Welcome. It's Diana. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Diana. Uh, this is Giselle. <laughs> Welcome to the Cross the Ass podcast. Fantastic. I guess we could just go ahead and start. Tell the podcast listener who you are and what you're about and what you have to do with cross-dressing. Sure. Um, so I'm Diana Vandenberg, and I've been dressing since I was very young. But four or five years ago, I kind of accidentally started a business with my friend called Dress Tech. And uh, we started off by making silicone hip pads for the cross-dressing and transgender community. And we've since expanded into other products. And that kind of took over and became my day job. So the last few years, I've basically gotten to get a lot more active in the uh, the community and things like that. And it's been quite an adventure. Oh, how cool. I've seen some of your photos and some of your like things you sell, and they look pretty cool, actually, for cross-dressers. Yeah, thank you. Can you tell us more about your business? Yeah, the company's called Dress Tech. Uh, we have a website, procrossdresser.com. And we have our bread and butter. Our top sellers are our silicone hip pads, which uh, we make in a number of different sizes and styles. And that gives you a nice hourglass figure. Uh, but it's kind of a more of a Hollywood special effects quality product. Uh, you can put it on under a couple pairs of tights and you really can't see or feel them. And uh, we also sell breast forms, prosthetic nipples, all kinds of shaper products, makeup, things like that. Uh, we try to focus on high end and provide a lot of tutorials and things like that for our customers. Mm, very cool. Well, what else would you like to tell the cross-dresser about yourself, Diana? <laughs> well, there, there's a lot. Um, so <laughs> <I know. laughs> a lot of people kind of know me from my online presence and just assume mm. that I dress all the time or most of the time. And uh, that's not actually the case. Uh, I, you know, as much as I love to dress up, it does oftentimes take a backseat to my other activities. And uh, so sometimes I'll dress once a week and other times I can, you know, go months between. So <laughs> that's usually a surprise for people. And when I'm not dressed up, I, I you know, <laughs> I look like a Wookiee. Ah, <laughs> so uh, cross-dressing is a part-time thing for you then? Occasionally, one time, twice a week sort of thing? It is. Yeah, I, I guess um, you could say that my gender identity, if you know, gender is a, a spectrum, I, I would say that I appreciate both ends of the spectrum. And I'd be very happy to live as a woman, but I'm also quite happy and healthy as a male. So uh, transitioning and going that route was just not a priority for me. But dressing up gives me a way to explore that and definitely been a, an important part of my life. That's so cool. And so you said you're from the Midwest and you moved out here for this job or to create this, or was it just out of the blue sort of thing? Well, we needed more space for our business, which was growing. And we had been wanting to move West for some time. My business partner and I were, were both very outdoorsy. And yeah, we wound up here. It's uh, We're near the mountains, we're near the ocean, the weather's nice, and it's got kind of a high cost of living, but I feel like we're getting something for that. <laughs> Basically, we've been looking at moving west to, uh, you know, to access more outdoor activities and better weather. And uh, we wound up here in Northern California. And so far, it's been fantastic. Sorry, you're saying who's we? 
my business partner and I, um, her family and myself, we, uh, we've been friends for many years and, uh, we'd all been talking about moving West, uh, for the outdoor activities. And, uh, it was just a couple of years ago, it became a good time to move. Our lease was ending on our old facility and we needed a little more space. So we, uh, we all moved out here and we've been enjoying it ever since. Ooh, so cool. So you're not married or dating this person, just a business partner? Correct. Ah, I see. Now, are you, well, I don't know how the Midwest is in terms of gender acceptance or cross-dressing, but what's the difference like, in your opinion, from the Midwest to Sacramento? Um, I've noticed it. Def- definitely the West Coast, um, kind of nobody bats an eye. Uh, <laughs> where I was in the Midwest was was definitely much more rural. Uh, so that was another plus in, in moving out here. Um I feel more comfortable going out in uh, most neighborhoods and things like that. And honestly, making friends and dating and things out here, it's, uh, if anything, it's been a, a plus. So <laughs> now I know all the cross jazz listeners are interested. What kind of dating do you do? Are you into other cross-dressers? Are you into men, women, somewhere along the gender spectrum? Um, I've mostly dated women and it's, it really hasn't, um, I guess years ago, I was much more closeted about it. And when we started this business and it became my full-time job and things like that, um, you know, the, the, the cat was kind of out of the bag. Um, mm-hmm. But what I really discovered is I didn't really have anything to be worried about or ashamed of. Um, it's, if anything, it's enhanced relationships and mm-hmm. made it easier to meet women and kind of a number of different aspects. Uh, first of all, sexuality is on a spectrum as well and there are a lot of women who prefer to date a man but are kind of interested in women or prefer women but are interested in men and so uh, having a partner who can kind of exhibit both qualities is appealing to that demographic Um, Mm -hmm. and then there are I, i guess even with more straight women really the dressing tends to mean that we have more in common. It's not that I'm not the man that they were looking for. It's I can be the man they were looking for and I can fix their makeup and they can borrow my shoes. Uh, So uh, just a few stories. One woman who I dated previously, um, I told her on, I think it was our second date. I showed her some pictures and and told her about that part of me. Mm -hmm. And the first words out of her mouth were, oh my God, does that mean we can go shopping? (laughs) Wow. Lucky. Yeah. Evidently, uh, she had recently broken up with uh, the previous boyfriend over a shopping incident. Uh, She was at the mall. She wanted to look at purses and he turned into kind of a whiny two-year-old. He didn't want to go in the store and she literally had to buy him a caramel apple and sit him on a bench. And that was kind of a last straw for that relationship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But another story, uh, a more recent relationship um, she was pretty cool, open-minded. You know, at first she said it wasn't her thing, but she was fine with it. And after a while, we we both got dressed up and had a girls' night out. And after that, she was kind of hooked. <laughs> Every time she'd come into town to visit, she would demand another girls' night. And, <laughs> you know, just one thing that was awesome about her, she didn't really care what other people thought. So, you know, she went back to work, showed her co workers our pictures, and she said, It's awesome. It's like having a boyfriend and a girlfriend. <laughs> and I guess one of the older, more conservative co workers basically said, Hey, you might not want to be showing people those pictures. And she basically 
looked at her and said, why not? <laughs> and right. So kudos, kudos to her. She was pretty awesome. That's awesome. So this isn't yeah. something you bring up on the first date, right? <laughs> for you, you ease them into it. I usually do bring it up on the first date. So I prefer to tell people fairly upfront because I don't want to waste their time. And I also don't want to waste my time. Right. But you know, and I'm fairly out, you know, I've, I've got a busy online presence and I go to conventions and this is what I do. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty out now, but I have friends and customers who are more closeted. And, you know, if it's your private business, it doesn't have to be the first thing that you tell people. <laughs> you know, when you shake someone's hand and introduce yourself, uh, you don't have to tell them about, you know, your, your whatever. <laughs> uh, so, um, what I do is if, if I have an online dating profile, for example, I'll kind of hint at it under interests. I might list makeup, for example, or fashion. Sometimes women will get curious and they'll ask me about that. And that, so that's a great opener. And uh, otherwise, I usually tell them, you know, kind of during the first date, you know, usually it comes up, what do you do for a living? And uh, I bring it up. And uh, yeah, it just has not really been an issue. Um I can't remember a, a woman who wasn't fine with it. And I think a lot of that has had to do with when you tell someone, and especially early on, you have control over the narrative. So mm -hmm. if you, you know, if I tell someone this is what I do for a living and, you know, it's a pretty decent living and it's a lot of fun and here are some pictures and they go, wow, that's really impressive. And on the other hand, if I hit it and they found my stuff and I reacted with great embarrassment, um, they would treat it like they discovered a dirty little secret. Um, okay. And it's a reoccurring theme on cross-dressing forums and things, especially you have a lot of closeted married people and the wife doesn't know and eventually they get caught. And mm -hmm. it's not always problematic about the dressing itself, but it's a trust issue. When you've been married to someone and they've been hiding something from you, uh, then you have to start to wonder what else are they hiding? <laughs> right. So my advice to people is to, I think it's fair to both of you, it's in everyone's interest to bring it up early on and don't act embarrassed when you do it. Uh, say it loud and proud and it'll be perceived in a much better manner. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. I totally agree. Now, now this is just dating, but are you open to family and friends or is it just mainly to yourself or... Uh, yeah, I am actually open to family and friends. And it kind of changed over time. Years ago, not very many people knew, and it was largely a personal thing. And then it became kind of a need-to-know basis. People who I wanted to shop with or wanted to know, I would tell. And uh, now I'm pretty much open about it. So <laughs> it was kind of fun telling my parents, but but they're, they're fine with it. And um, my dad's kind of a business guy, so... Um, I, I think the fact that I'm able to make a living at it, uh, and a decent living makes, I mean, it almost doesn't matter what it is as long as the, uh, you know, the balance sheet looks good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And to your mom, what does your mom think? Uh, she's fine with it. Um, yeah, she thinks it's interesting. Yeah. No complaints from the parents. Interesting. So no one was weirded out by it. They weren't, they didn't think you were gay. You know how that's the typical misconception. They think you're gay and none of that. I, you know, they might've wondered that, but you know, they, they knew that I tended to, you know, have long relationships with women, but no, I think you're right. When you do tell people, sometimes I do link it to sexuality and, and things like that. Hmm. 
that was pretty lucky of you then. Because <laughs> not a lot of yeah. cross-dressers can say they share the same experience. Because even gay men or lesbian women or those who don't fit in the gender spectrum, they they don't have that same experience. Right. Yeah. Everyone's experience is, is different. And you know, I, I do consider myself uh, fortunate. I have one friend who um, she is gay and she's a uh, performer, hmm. but her family is not only in the know, but um, I mean, like her grandmother will give her a dress or <laughs> uh, like they're very, very supportive. They're, they're, they're big fans. Uh, but again, that, that's not everybody. Right. Right. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I see that you go to a lot of conventions for drag or cross-dressing. What's that experience like? Um, it's a fun job, but someone's got to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually... Um, Back when we lived in the Midwest, we tended to go to events on the East Coast, such as Keystone and uh, right. things like that. Uh, now that we're on the West Coast, we we just recently went to DragCon in Los Angeles. And it's fun, but it's also a lot of work. It's a long drive, packing up and driving and setting up and standing around in heels all day and packing <laughs> up and driving home again. And uh, it turns out that the... The shows aren't actually very profitable. You know, we do have sales, but we also have expenses for the booth and travel expenses. Right. And so it's much easier to stay at home and, and sell online to a, a larger market. But we've decided that it's important. You know, we are part of the community. Uh, we support the community. It's really important that we show up at these events and get to know people. And a lot of the other cross-dressing stores out there are just not involved in the community. And I, I think that's, you know, whether we're making money at the shows or not, I think it's an important part of uh, what we want our, our business to be. Hmm. And what is the, I guess, do you guys have a, like a mission statement for your business in terms of like, you know, a goal or end goal for your guys? What's like the ultimate thing that you guys want to achieve as a business? Um, I mean, basically, we're trying to be inclusive, and we have our, our customer base is very diverse. It's uh, drag performers, part-time cross-dressers, full-time transgender customers, and so we're trying, really trying to provide really quality and personalized service along with really high-end products. Um, uh, I mean, the the way that we started this company, I wanted some nice hip pads for myself, and I had made a few sets out of foam, but they just weren't good enough mm -hmm. and uh the silicone hip pads on the market they they weren't very good either you know they were kind of made by a mom and pop operation and you know their basement or something and um there just aren't high quality products for yeah. this niche of a market uh you know victoria's secret doesn't try to come out with <laughs> you know lingerie that size to fit uh you know transgender customers mm -hmm. and um so our background was in engineering and uh, manufacturing, and we, we had a lot of um, product development and manufacturing resources at, at our disposal. And um, so uh, we're, we're just trying to make it um, basically provide what was what was lacking. And, you know, that again, that's why we got started is I needed things and they didn't exist. So I made the first set of hip pads for me, and then I started making them for friends and then friends of friends, and then it just kind of balloon from there. But that's where our focus is. We're, we're trying to fill that that need for high-end products. There's a lot of lower quality products out there, but we're really trying to see what new things we can provide. 
I mean, that's that's such a good point because there is a need for hip pads. I remember when I first started dressing up, I made my own hip pads and I was like, huh. And looking online, I'm like, no one makes these. (laughs) And yeah, yours, your product, it seems to be super popular within the community because everyone seems to be buying them. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we did differently is, you know, we designed them on the computer and then we have CNC machining equipment to make molds. So we were able to cut a prototype tool, make a prototype hip pad, try it out. If it blends on one side and not the other, we could adjust the contour a little bit and cut a new tool. And we were able to tweak it bit by bit until it blended everywhere and we were happy with it. And then we could scale it to different sizes and things like that. And so they turned out really nice. And and now we're getting more into the breast form market. And that's uh, that, that's been fun for me on the product development side. It's they're they're more sophisticated, and we've we've been really uh, I can't say too much at this point, but uh, we've been applying a lot of innovation there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I've looked at your guys' stuff. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. And I'm sure many of the CrossYas listeners would love to look into your stuff. And I'll definitely link your guys in to the to this episode and future stuff. Now, uh, let me ask you about. Obviously, you are into the you know the passing market. Meaning, you know, for crossdressers, passing as a woman or passing as the opposite gender. Um, how important is passing to you, Diana, in terms of, you know, femininity and whatnot? Good question. I, I think that uh, a few years ago it was rather important. And I think as time has gone by, I've I've kind of cared a little bit less. Um mm. uh, I mean, passing is relative. No one passes a hundred percent of the time. And so if you're going to go out and have a fun evening, you really can't be too concerned about uh, whether you get clocked or not. Um, You just have to kind of uh, be yourself and not worry about that. So, yeah, I guess as I've gained confidence going out in public, uh, even if I'm not perfectly passable all the time, uh, I look good. I feel good. And uh, that's kind of all that matters. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And let's be real. You have super passing privilege. <laughs> I've seen your photos. And, yeah, you look great. You look super, super great. Thank you. Well, it's e- it's easy in photos because you can take a whole bunch of them and then just post the good ones. Exactly. That's what most women That's do. That's the trick. Yes. That's <laughs> what so my girlfriend does. She takes like a thousand photos and just picks like three. Really. Exactly. That that That's an important key. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the barriers are for most cross-dressers in terms of like, you know, telling, I know I'm sure you've had lots of clients that have told you about their coming out experience or whatnot. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. <laughs> I mean, wow. There's no two experiences are the same. And yeah, right. we do. Um, especially uh, Judy, who, who responds to most of the, the phone calls and emails. She, so she interacts with, with, lots of customers and and you know she she loves the community and just lot lots of shared stories but i think it's usually hard to you know to it's like there's a hump that you have to get over and a lot of that is internal there's definitely external challenges there are people out there who will accept you and there are people out there who won't accept you and there are pros and cons uh, and definitely real world challenges but you're not going to be able to tackle those challenges until you yourself are, you know, feel good about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it feels like before before I could really start going out or or sharing this with friends and things, 
I had to become comfortable with it myself. Um, mm -hmm. When I was younger, I had feelings of guilt and things like that. And now it's like, why would I feel guilty? Who am I hurting? Right. <laughs> and right. uh, so I would say that in my case, a lot of, you know, a lot of the barriers were, were internal and I had a lot of fears and some of the fears were legitimate. And, but many of them weren't as bad as I used to perceive. Other people have it worse, obviously. I mean, if you lose uh uh, a loved one or or family member or something like that over it that that's that's a that's a pretty big loss but mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say you have to get to a point where you yourself are comfortable with it before you can start moving out and getting other people comfortable with it too and that that that's challenging mm. now what do you remember what the moment you realized you were like oh why do why do why do I care what other people think what was that aha moment for you I don't think it was an aha moment. I think I kind of evolved to that. Hmm. I think, uh, you know, at first before, you know, when I was just closeted and dressed up at home alone, um, and the internet really helped in, you know, once you can go onto forums and see that you're not alone and it's actually pretty common and you start connecting with people who dress up too or meeting women who think it's cool, building that community around you helps it's nice to have that support and encouragement so eventually uh yeah i made a few friends who uh, thought it was pretty cool and people i could dress up and go out with and once i started doing that i started realizing that instead of being this scary or embarrassing experience um uh, you know, it's fun to get dressed up and go out and, um, you know, I, I get more positive attention than negative attention, which, which that's something that you don't get as a guy. And it, it's kind of empowering. If I were to dress up as a male and go sit in a bar, women would not come up to me and buy me drinks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if I dress up as a woman and go to a bar and just passively sit there. Um, other people tend to come up to me and hit on me and hold the door and try to get my number. And it's a totally different experience. And um, it's uh, it's a confidence builder. Yeah. And where do you find you know your support, your other cross-dressers? Like, how did you meet those people? Um, Facebook ha has been one, um, and forums and like after moving to California, I made some friends, so, some of the, um, some of the dating sites like OkCupid are, you know, you can say you're looking for friends too. And I, what I like about that is it's not sex oriented and you can include a lot of information and things like that. But I've made activity, I've made climbing partners and activity partners and I've made friends I can go out with. And, you know, I've, I've met a couple of people that, uh, that I was able to date. And uh, so, yeah, I think the internet has probably changed a lot of things because it is this community is a niche it's not that these people aren't out there but we're a small percentage of the population and you know we wouldn't randomly bump into each other all the time if not for facebook or forums or or things like that it makes it much easier to to find other people yeah i totally agree i mean that's kind of why i created this podcast and i know you're talking about like the market like there's no other cross-dressing podcast out there. I think I'm one of the first that are <laughs> specifically designed for cross-dressing. And it is a pretty niche because there's not many. You're right. It's like a small percentage of the population on, you know, unlike any other too. Like we're a totally different group of people. 
I guess. And even within that small group, it's so diverse. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking mm -hmm. of, um, there's a number of different large-scale surveys. As far as I can tell, somewhere between 3 and 5% of men indicate that they have cross-dressed. And mm. yeah, so those surveys don't really, now that doesn't mean that three to 5% of men get dressed up and go out on the weekend. <laughs> uh, what those surveys didn't elaborate on was, you know, does that mean that they wore some garments at home or that they dress in front of, with their girlfriend at home or they go out or it, it, it really doesn't say anything. But another survey by a Canadian university, I think they found that 17% of men expressed an interest in wearing women's clothes. Oh, interesting. So it's not, you, you know, as, as much as you don't see it, it is something that is remarkably common. I, I mean, just, you know, what, you know, being out and about, you normally don't see people having sex, but that doesn't mean that nobody has sex, right? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and same people, people shit. <laughs> you may not see it, but everybody shits. And uh, the, the cross-dressing, you may rarely see it, uh, but three to 5% is uh, a notable percentage of the population. Yeah, I totally, that totally makes sense. And the funny thing is, it's just, you know, for, in in reality, it's just clothes, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we just in society deems this to be right or that to be right, and it's just like this is just hosiery or this is just a bra, like this is just you know panties, like it's just it's just clothes at the end of the day. Exactly. I I can't imagine. There's no biologic or physical reason why women should prefer high heels over men, right? Or makeup or jewelry. We didn't evolve differently. It's just uh, it's almost discriminating in a way it, it's men and women are kept we try to be opposites women should have long hair men should have short um <laughs> women should wear makeup men should not and uh so they're they're really man-made artificial roles but you know genetically speaking there's no reason why women should like pink any more than men or men should like blue any more than women. So if you can get over those artificial barriers, um, right. then I would expect men to like women's clothing just as much as women do. Right, exactly. I totally agree. I mean, tell that though to like religious groups where I remember listening <laughs> to one one podcast when I looked up cross-dressing before I started it. Um, it said that like, and I'm not, I'm not super religious, but I know in the podcast they talked about how the Bible says that men are supposed to be men if that's what society says. So if a man's supposed to wear this, he's supposed to wear this. And if a woman's supposed to wear this, she's supposed to wear this. And if they go against that, then God doesn't love them. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I would like to clarify that in like with a podcast. So I, that's why I started right. this earlier this year. Cause I don't know, because that's what the idea that I don't know, people get that, you know, they see, Oh, a man, like, you know, and I talk about that in, earlier episodes like in society they think like mrs doubtfire which is probably the most one of the more famous movies that deals with cross-dressing and they say oh it's just funny like i'm like wait no there's it could be more than funny it's just, just a way they express themselves right exactly and i i think um fortunately that that's changing with uh I mean, mainstream media shows like Transparent and RuPaul's Drag Race mm -hmm. and uh, some high-profile people transitioning. I think it's making its way much more into mainstream media. And um, I, I think people are starting to become more familiar with gender and, and, and some, of the, some of the different variations and expressions out there. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, um, 
I know you talked about going out to bars. Have you had a bad experience in public dressing up as Diana? Um, yes, I did. Ooh. My my recent bad experience was my uh, my shoe broke. <laughs> That's about it. I haven't had any. There have been no traumatic experiences. No, no, nothing like that. It was very wow. frustrating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like were you wearing heels were you wearing like just sneakers yeah it was a boot with a heel and there was a kind of a, a plastic part on the bottom of the boot that fell off and i tried to fix it with nail glue and it only held for a little while but um <laughs> no i haven't had any of the types of negative experiences that you're probably referring to um mm. um i'm sure that you know other uh, <laughs> i will say you know there, there's definitely some bigoted not nice people out there and mm -hmm. uh i try to make sure that i'm in um more open-minded neighborhoods um you know i'm not out in the bible belt um <laughs> yeah you know going to a biker bar by myself but if i'm out with friends in uh downtown sacramento or something like that on a saturday night i i just haven't run into any problems myself oh, that's good that's yeah good. I, I'm definitely more cautious about where I go and, um, you know, who I'm with than when I'm in boy mode, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I think I've been fortunate in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I've heard countless stories of other crossdressers, like you said, in the Bible Belt or somewhere that's super judgmental or places where they're just, you know, they get this idea that crossdressers or, you know, they're all gay or, you know, they're trying to fool us or fool people. And you're like, wait, what? No, they're just trying to be themselves. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Wow. You're so lucky. <laughs> Wherever you've been or the things you've experienced are totally atypical of what everyone else feels or has experienced. Yeah, it it could be. Um, I think a lot of that is, you know, again, I'm I'm not in a conservative area. Um, I'm not a conservative friend, uh, a conservative person. I don't tend to have a lot of uh, very religious and conservative friends. Um, so, you know, if I were trying to date people I met at church or something like that, then, you know, yeah, I might not have such good luck dating. But uh, uh, the women I date tend to be very highly educated. And I, I think that when you're highly educated, you can look at someone who dresses up and realize for yourself that you're not doing any harm to anyone else. And so whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think if you communicate that, because some crossdressers, you know, they just want to crossdress, but other crossdressers are transgender and they, you know, they do wish to transition. So they, you know, they tell their partner and some of them are okay with it. Some of them are not, but it's that communication right. factor that I think is important. Yeah. And that's tough. I, I have a number of friends who have transitioned and yeah, sometimes it works out, but uh, sometimes it doesn't work out and everyone has different, different challenges. I, you're probably right. I probably have been pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like everything you said, Oh no, it's been fine. Oh no, it's been fine. Like, Oh, oh wow. That's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's great. So are you, you're currently dating somebody now who knows you're a crossdresser? Uh, not at the moment. Um, I, I was recently dating someone and, um, uh, yeah, she, she loved it. In, in oh. fact, I, actually, um, uh, she also like when I shaved my legs, for example. So, before she would visit, she would always demand that I, I shave because it was better for cuddling, she said. So, <laughs> I mean, not very many women look at their boyfriend and go, hmm, I wish he was more hairy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Maybe somebody who's dating like a, like Chewbacca or something. Or... Right. <laughs> Do you have a 
sense of do you have a certain style you like to wear? I always ask like my guests, like what's your style that you like to go? What's your go-to LBD or what's your go-to style that oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um it really depends on where I'm going. If I were going out daytime to a mall to shop or something like that, I'd kind of want to blend in. And so I tend to think about what other women would be wearing mm. and dress appropriate for my age and things like that. Uh, but if I'm going out to a bar or dancing or something like that, then, you know, no one's trying to blend in. Everyone, you know, it's it's whatever. I can put on a little more makeup. I can wear taller shoes, um, uh, few, fewer constraints. So, yeah, it, it depends if I'm going out dancing or something. I, I, you know, I don't dress up to look like a non-fancy woman i guess <laughs> if i'm getting dressed up i i, I tend to I, I try to do a nice job and wear something very feminine and uh but lots of uh normal dresses skirts things like that uh, yeah just depends on where i'm going hmm. okay uh what's your whole process like um how long does that take because everybody's different but i want to know what yours is like um it takes me about 15 minutes to get dressed up what i'm kidding i'm kidding i was like get out of here Diana, with that nonsense all the cross dressers are listening like get out of here they're just throwing their yeah. phones out now no it's actually more like a two or three hour process um it depends on how much uh depending on what i'm wearing and how much shaving i have to do that that can add some time but I, i'd say in order to do this you have to enjoy the process not just the end result so I like to put on some music. I have a big mirror with good lighting and a chair. I hate standing up, leaning over a bathroom sink, staring into a dimly lit mirror. It's really nice to be able to sit down at a desk with a big mirror and listen to music. I have a, I'm very practical. I, I have a, it's a Craftsman steel tool chest with ball bearing drawers and I made my own uh, acrylic dividers for all my makeup and brushes and things nice. like that. So yeah, <laughs> so everything's very organized and uh, that helps keep it pleasant. But yeah, I usually shower and do a bunch of shaving and I throw on a little bit of beard shadow cover, uh, kind of a, a color to neutralize the um, my blue beard shadow. And then yeah. my uh, I use Mayron um, cream blend sticks for my foundation. It's very opaque and it spreads easily. Yeah, you can tell um, us your makeup, um, like your actual makeup stuff too. I'd love to know what you use to make yourself like. Yeah, you, you know, I, on my YouTube channel, I do have a few videos kind of showing the whole boy to girl process. Um, so <laughs> that's the best way to check it out is uh, look, look look me up, Diana Vandenberg on YouTube. And I've got, I don't know, 40 or 50 videos trying nice. to do more, trying to do more educational ones. I did one on um, how I do my cleavage and um, all, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, it's a process, but it's a fun one. It's kind of, it's kind yeah. of like... Um, it's like being an artist. It's it's just you're painting, but your own face is your canvas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you do a good job again. I'll we'll uh, we'll put we'll post one of your better one of your gorgeous photos <laughs> as <laughs> one of the promos for this episode. There's so many people like I've interviewed, and you're the first person who has a store for crossdressers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and it's great because I think your service is highly like needed. Yeah, well, so is your podcast. I, I wish there was a podcast when I started dressing. Right. Have you heard any other episodes of the podcast? 
Um, I did listen to part of an episode. Um, it's been a really busy week here, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to download a few of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like, <laughs> there's a lot of um, there's a lot to take in. They're like hours long, and some of them are just I don't know. There's like so much content. I even have my girlfriend on one of them, and she's awesome about it. Oh, that's great. Um, because I think we, as crossdressers, I feel like um, you know sometimes I remember you being in that moment and you i think you talked about it too just being feeling so alone and no one understands you and yeah no that that's important uh i i think and that's something i'd like to do more on my youtube channel is bring other people on because uh i it's i think it's great when you know someone's girlfriend shares their experiences and things like that and and uh um yeah i think a lot of times that that's missing a lot of times people are closeted and uh, think they're alone in the world and um yeah so it's import- important to show some other some other folks i just did um on friday mm-hmm. uh we have a photo studio in the back of the warehouse and um i wasn't out climbing or anything that weekend so i uh, did a photo shoot and i had one of my friends come over and she came she, she dressed up and i dressed up and we yeah. uh we did a photo shoot together and it was Yay. a fun friday night thing that's awesome that's yeah cool. And like you post your photos everywhere because I've seen them. I'm like, God dang, Diana's pretty. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> funny? Like working. there's so much like, I mean, I, I know a lot of girls do that. You know, they throw shade at other girls. But like, I mean, as for myself, I'm just like, she is so pretty or she is so pretty. <laughs> like she looks great. She looks, I, I like, I don't know. But that's. Well, again, it's lots of pictures and good studio lighting and <laughs> all the other things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you're, whatever you're doing, Diana, geez, just keep at it. My gosh, like your photos. Yeah, you're posting those. those. <laughs> well, and then I can, um, what I need to figure out is I should be able to, if I buy costumes for photos, I should be able to write that off on my taxes, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. This is California. We write off all sorts of expenses. <laughs> yeah, welcome to California where our taxes are insane. And then we just start... <laughs> Well, this counts as an expense. This counts as an expense. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my taxes are definitely higher, and um, uh, that is a downside. You, you know, it wouldn't be so bad to live here by myself, but bringing the business here, it's it's definitely more difficult to do business here. There's there's a lot more restrictions, and uh, mm-hmm. pay is higher, and and things like that. Yeah, definitely a more expensive place to do business. But you're you're paying for beautiful weather, awesome outdoors stuff. Um, more acceptance as Diana, I'm sure, than you mm-hmm. do than you get in the Midwest. Oh yeah, yeah, um, it's it's worth it. I I figured when I came to California, I would complain about the taxes and the politics, but my weekends would be awesome. And <laughs> that's been about how it's what is what what has been like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you're NorCal too. So um, I actually work in uh, the Bay Area. Um, I'm just down here because I live down here. We should hang out because I I can yeah. go to Sacramento if you're ever up there and. I don't know. I'd love to, to do. I mean, you're so busy though, so I don't know. If you... Well, I I've been meaning. I, I haven't spent much time in the Bay Area. I go down there to uh, to paraglide just just south of there. But um, I need a. Uh, it'd be fun to to get dressed up and go out in the Bay Area. Yes, I love that. I mean, I I don't, and I have friends in Sacramento who were there, and I would love to drive up there and like. I don't know. I hear the gay bars or the bars there in general are just really fun, and the club scene is cool too. But I could just go out and just have fun. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. how, uh, so how often do you have to commute from Southern California to the Bay Area? So I work there every two weeks, and then I'm back down here, hang out with my girlfriend, and then I go back up there. I'm usually there every two weeks for work. Yeah. 
that's a convenient schedule. Yeah, I know. It's the best schedule. And then I'm off for 10 days, and then I'm like, all right, let's go back to the grind every other week. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. I just get so bored of my 10 days off, so that's why I started this podcast. But that's why I hang out with my girlfriend. She's great. She's so awesome. I just haven't dressed up in so long because of the podcast and work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens. But luckily, you you get to integrate it, though, with work. I do, but I still don't dress up. I mean... When I get dressed up now, it seems like it's oftentimes to model a product or shoot a tutorial or something like that. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, it almost takes some of the fun out of it because when I have to get dressed up on a schedule and film certain things, it's no longer just for my enjoyment. And so Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, I don't want to get dressed up for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I just did that for work. So it has its pros and cons. But... uh, so I'm curious, how did you tell your girlfriend about it? Ooh, so we met on Hinge. I think it's in our in one of our first episodes, and she saw my photo. So like you, I like to be upfront about it. I don't, I'm tired of lying. I talk about that in one of my first episodes about being super secretive and then just being like, oh, fuck it, let me just tell her. And she wasn't accepted. But I put it on my profile, and she saw it. And the first thing she told me was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's the thing she said. But then oh. I explained it to her, and I was like, hey, I'm a cross-dresser. I like dressing up on occasion. I have dabbled in, you know, when you discover yourself and, you know, you try to like date, you know, or have sexual relations with the opposite sex or the same sex. And you figure like, I realize I don't like men. I only like exclusively women and femininity. So I'm just attracted to some cross-dressers and some transgender women. But um, I told her that and she was super accepting of it. And we went to Vegas, I think this past December, it's another episode. And we went to a club. And we had a great time. I dressed up as Giselle, and she was a girl, and we had a good time. So perfect. Yeah, another happy story. That that's good. I know, but you. Sh- <laughs> there are so many difficult stories that I've heard or talked to right. about people who have come out to their wives or home- come out to their girlfriends, and they don't have the same acceptance that you and I have had or experienced. And I'm so glad to hear it from you that you've had that accepted experience. I guess, which is right. So awesome. And your parents too. Like that's the hardest part is the the family and the you know, your parents, the the girlfriend, the wife, and some of them the kids too. Like they're just not accepting of it. They just don't understand it. And right. that's what I hope with the podcast to sort of just like uh, kind of shine light on crossdressers like yourself, like me, like other guests that I've had that show like, hey, it's okay. You're a human being with feelings and like yeah. you're you're normal. <laughs> you're maybe different <laughs> but you're still okay you're, you're normal be, in a different way you're yeah. gonna be fine that sort of thing but you know what is your ultimate goal do you want you know to find a special someone or are you just in it's okay to be dating around or you know doing that thing but i don't know what your end goal is uh no i i am definitely trying to find a special someone and there is actually a reward for introducing me but um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like well, there'll uh, be a lot of listeners in here that may want to listen and be. Uh, that's I'll true. Let you know there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as an entrepreneur, um, I've uh, and I'm also very competitive and, and active in in my hobby areas as well. And I feel like I've put a lot of things ahead of getting married or buying a house and and mm. doing those those normal things. So I feel like I'm kind of coming into my prime you know my career is going well and uh, let me ask how old are you diana Ooh, and boy years or girl years both (laughs) (laughs) i'm 
I'm mid to upper 30s. Oh, you're a baby. Ugh, relax. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. Girl or a guy, you can have, you can, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> and when I dress up, I uh, reduce my age by a couple of years. Of course, you have to. Yeah. You're a girl. Yes. <laughs> my mom was 29, like many years in a row growing up. I mean, <laughs> good genes, of course, good genetics. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So you are looking for somebody, and I'm sure you'll find her. But um, I guess if we're going to try and match you with somebody, what is the girl? What's the ideal girl you're looking for? Ooh, super duper smart. Um, the the last one was an astrophysicist. Oh wow. Okay. Well then, yeah. <laughs> set the bar high there. Okay. Um, also very outdoorsy. It's really hard to find someone I can climb with and dive with and surf with and 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 all kinds of things. Uh, you know, not too many women are keen to trudge up a mountain and sleep in a snow cave um <laughs> but uh, occasionally i do find women like that and and uh we we can share all kinds of great experiences together um i bet you will and plus you'll be dressed as diana while you're doing it right <laughs> maybe <laughs> and where do you meet these women like do you meet them at bars or do you meet them online do you have like friends i mean i've had the best luck with dating websites i i think if you want to be um first of all i i view find someone to date um a little bit like hiring an employee you know it's amazing when when you hire an employee you check references you read resumes uh you might advertise nationally or even internationally and you'd be and the cost to hire and relocate a good engineer for example is is pretty expensive and then mm -hmm. when finding someone to date and marry people are like oh i'll just meet someone at the bar whatever <laughs> and <laughs> i view finding a partner as um more important so one of my previous girlfriends you know she was the right match for me but you know she was in hawaii so i had to do some commuting mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. So yeah, that I um, rather than just meet people, I, I'm I'm pretty particular, and I have kind of a long list of things I'm looking for, and I, I think it's easier to to find that online. I, I like to joke. My parents get along fine, but I like to tell them that if they had the internet when they were growing up, they wouldn't have had to settle for each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, they created you, so they did something right, right? That's true. <laughs> I love talking to like great guests like yourself. Like I've only had great guests on here. No, none of those bad guests can't have that on here. No, not at all. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you know. Gosh, you, you must talk to all kinds of interesting people, and each one with a different story. Indeed, everyone is. I I mean, you know, that's true of anybody you talk to, right? Or anyone you meet. Like I'm a nurse, so I meet the most wonderful people, the most terrible people. But they're people who have their own interesting story, and that's. I mean, if honestly, if I can get everyone to on this podcast, regardless of if they have a relation to cross dressing, I would because I think everyone has such an interesting story to tell. Yeah, and I have. Speaking of um, being a nurse, one very important question for you: Have you ever dressed up like a sexy nurse? That was my first. Halloween costume. It had to be. Right? It had to be. And I, I remember dressing up as it. I have my first photo from it. It was with my yeah. first girlfriend. Uh, we went to West Hollywood of all places, and we did the West mm -hmm. Hollywood. I've never. I don't know if you've ever done West Hollywood Halloween. Insane. Oh. It was like over two hundred thousand people on Santa Monica Boulevard, just walking up and down. It's crowded. It is uh, a lot of fun. You see gorgeous people. You see ridiculous costumes. It's so much fun. But you have to dress as a sexy nurse with the white hosiery. I mean. Well, let me ask you this. What's your favorite Halloween costume, Diana? Ooh, that's that's a good question. I mean, the most common one, years where I forget to put together a costume, I just go as a sexy kitty because it's easy oh, to boy. throw on the whiskers and <laughs> the, the nose makeup and put on the ears and you're done. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm going to have to come down there someday for Halloween. That sounds like a blast. Yes, you should. We they, we go they go hard for well, San Francisco Pride is the end of this month. L.A. Pride just finished this past weekend. And I'm going to have a whole episode on Pride this week. I keep trying to upload it, but I just keep getting so busy and trying to record yeah. it. But um, when's Sacramento Pride? Do you guys have a Pride up there? Um, it's <clears throat> Did it just end or is it ongoing? Um, I remember last weekend, uh, last weekend they had some Pride events in Sacramento. And I was thinking about going out, but I looked at the forecast. And when it says like 105 degrees... Ugh. Yeah, that that's why maybe maybe in San Francisco I could I could do that. Yeah, but, uh, end of the month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like doing all that work and then melting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate dressing up and my makeup. As soon as I do it, it runs. I, that was one of my first stories. I um, dressed up in Vegas in the middle of August, huh? and I was in full makeup and I was getting danced on by a dude. And all of a sudden, my makeup just starts running, and I he's able to clock me like immediately. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. See, I've... this is one of those experiences. I was <laughs> right. About. Everyone has a bad one, but <laughs> you don't. Obviously, your stupid shoe broke. <laughs> well, I um I use um we sell uh Mayron Skin Prep Pro. It's kind of like an antiperspirant for your face. So I put oh. that on before my makeup, and then I I seal it with a, a barrier spray, and that helps oh, no. a little bit. But yeah, it can only do so much. I know a global warming is going to kill every crossdresser's dream. I think. I like <laughs> you know, we need like a liquid cooled wig, and I mean, <laughs> they have that sort of stuff for the space program. We should be able right? to figure this out. Sheesh! Yeah, you're telling me. That's one of my other things I, I tell everyone on here. I hate wigs. I do not do wigs anymore. I remember that's what it contained all that heat when I was in Vegas, and then yeah. like all of a sudden, just like pouring bullets <laughs> just as it wow. ran down my face and all you could see is mascara and just like ugh, it was terrible ugh. well do you, do you have long natural hair yes now i do oh, i grew perfect. it out and despite my girlfriend keeps wanting me to cut it like i do sometimes but like i keep it to where i look like <laughs> excuse my um uh french but i look like a lesbian newscaster basically <laughs> yeah wow um, well <laughs> i went the opposite way i just like chopped my hair like really short buzz cut um uh that way when i wear a wig it's not quite as hot and i don't worry about sideburns mm. popping out and yeah. um my i'm not thrilled with my hairline if i had a better hairline i might be more inclined to grow my hair long <laughs> damn you testosterone well, oh well let me ask you this have you ever thought about taking or have you done anything to accentuate your femininity if you've taken estrogen or have you done like laser hair removal or anything like that no, um, I thought about getting my ears pierced just because the clip-ons hurt after a while, but even, I didn't even do that. And I, I guess, yeah, I, it's just permanent changes really aren't in my future. But part of my art is being able to transform from fairly handsome to fairly pretty. And um, oh, you're gorgeous. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have friends. Um, and it's interesting, um, you know, I, I've met a lot of part-time cross-dressers who get uh, laser hair removal, and then they don't have the beard shadow to deal with. Uh, I have, uh, uh, I met one person, she had a fairly pronounced Adam's apple, and mm -hmm. um, so she, she had that uh, shaved down through an operation. And wow. um, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as she thought. I think she noticed it more than other people, but that made her feel more comfortable. So it is interesting. There are a lot of people who do 
little things and, you know, just dress part time, um, but do make small permanent changes. But uh, yeah, I haven't done anything. Hmm. Hmm. Well, whatever you're doing again, girl, it is working. Because every time I look at your photos, like, is that is that a cross dresser? <laughs> like, I'm like, I swear that's no, no, no. She says she's a cross. She's it's fine. She's it's Diana. Got it. Yeah. Um. Tr- trust me. Be- between dressing, um, I-, I can get pretty hairy. And um, friends who know me well, I- I'm usually so busy. If I ha- if I find time to shave, my friends give me shit because you know they'll, they'll say, "Up, oh, looks like you haven't been working very hard." <laughs> if, well, if you ever wear tights like bolera tights or you know like ballet tights to cover up the hair ever? Um, I wear tights like if I have to wear a bodysuit or something like that. Um, uh, I put on my hip pads and I put a couple pairs of tights over that, um, mm. and then I don't have to shave my legs. But it's nicer to have them shaved. Um, mm. Usually when I get dressed up, I shave pretty much everything, whether it's showing or not. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, oh, but for people who do need to wear tights, um, it, it's really nice if you wear skin-colored tights and then fishnets over that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it looks like you're wearing fishnets, but your legs are just nude underneath. It's, it's, it's kind of a natural-looking illusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've done that. That's what I used to do for Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah because <laughs> shaving takes a lot of time like people oh, don't God. realize like yeah it's a lot it, that that is the downside and i remember when i first started shaving my legs like i was paranoid about what other people would think but whatever no no one cares <laughs> yeah, no one cares yeah uh, it, that's the thing i think most i should call this podcast no one cares because <laughs> no one cares what you do with your like life as long as you're not hurting anyone or you know, physically right. imposing your will on someone else. No one gives a crap. Well, and I, I would add, except for the few bad apples out there, it, it's it's no doubt there are definitely some um, some losers out there who make people's lives really difficult. Um, but for the most part, ninety nine percent of people don't care if your legs are shaved. They don't care if you have long hair. They don't care if your ears are pierced. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, I think that when a lot of people start dressing up, they're, they're afraid to go out because they think that everyone cares. And again, not very many people do someone, someone may care, but you don't have to care about them caring. (laughs) I agree. And honestly, it's honestly, it's, it's usually young kids. I remember dressing up in Taiwan and like kids were like pointing and laughing at me or super close minded and they're just like, Oh, is that a trust? Oh, that's a dude. That's a dude. It's like, okay. Thanks. But in Taiwan, all the boys look like girls anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, not when you're wearing as much makeup as I was and my earrings oh, yeah. were huge. And it was just like, okay, I stand out. Okay, I get it. All right, fine. Uh, yeah, no, that you're probably right. Um, younger kids can be, you know, they're not very smart yet. And I, I think especially in groups, they can, <laughs> they can tease or something like that. Um, sure. Like, yeah, like 25 to 35 young adults, I think, are, are especially on the West Coast, uh, very open-minded. And, um, uh, you know, I wish we had some data. I wish we had survey data. Um, but I have to imagine that um, people younger than me have an easier time and people o- older than me have had it rougher uh, because oh, there's yeah. a, definitely a generational change. Oh, yeah, by far. Like, it's not even, like, close with the internet just being around our time you know now and kids are just being exposed to it 
Right. Seems, I don't know. You seem, you must be an engineer. Like, <laughs> yes. Like you, <laughs> you're organized. You want data. You need to know answers. <laughs> like I dated my ex was an engineer and she needed those three things. Give me data. Yeah. Like, where's the evidence? Um, I need this organized and I need to know this information. It's like, okay, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds awesome. <laughs> She's awesome. She was a Stanford grad, of course. So oh, yeah. I know smart people. So there you go. <laughs> Just like you. Crossdressers attract smart people. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anywho. Um, well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Let me ask you one last question uh, that I try to end all my um, uh, guests with. And, and it's with... Uh, regards to gender or sexuality in a perfect world, what does that look like for you? Me? Um, well, in my ideal world, um, I would be able to flip my gender with a switch. And oh. I, when I'm hiking and climbing and scuba diving and at work, it's probably more convenient for me to be a boy. And let's face it, <laughs> testosterone is a great performance enhancer. Um, <laughs> yeah. But probably for... Uh, a lot of social events and going out for dinner or dancing or to a movie or dating or things like that. Uh, I think it's more fun to be female. So in my ideal world, I would have a switch and um, I like things about both ends of the gender spectrum and it would be very convenient to switch back and forth as, as suits me. <laughs> I agree. Well, you're doing a great job so far, as long as you keep those photos up of you as a girl my gosh diana jeez lots more coming i'm gonna i'm gonna try i've been slacking off for a while i'm gonna try to get dressed up a little more often here <laughs> <laughs> i know shoot same here same here girl um any last um plugins you want to plug in your um your website and your uh youtube channel you can do it now if you'd like Sure. Yeah, definitely check out the dress tech store at procrossdresser.com. And uh, we're always developing new products. So uh, more stuff is always on the way. And uh, also check out our YouTube channel. You can just look me up, Diana Vandenberg. And uh, lots of fun videos. We, we recently did one I had to dress up as Sexy Santa in Sacramento, and it's amazing how many people wanted to sit in my lap, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> other reasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but more fun videos on the way, always. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Diana. You are an awesome, awesome guest. I'll try and have you more. I know you're busy on here, um, but you know, plug us in, tell your guest about this podcast where we just try and support other crossdressers, educate the public about crossdressing and gender too because it encompasses everything oh definitely and how about i come down there for halloween and we do a youtube yeah. video for yeah. halloween yeah yes. i mean if you're again i'm uh, in the bay i can drive up to you ever if you ever needed something or if you want to hang out and you're free you have my number yeah because <laughs> um, I, I need a reason to dress and it's really hard when you know we don't make the time <laughs> and i now have a friend in sacramento who's a crossdresser and that's you and I would right. love to, um, I don't know. Um, I'd love to buy a bunch of stuff from you and have cross yes listeners buy stuff from you, anything. Cause you are amazing and great and your place is awesome. Well, I kind of want to come down to you and the baby cause it's now that it's boiling hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 105 in Sacramento. No, thanks. Yeah. Well, I think, I think 103, I might've exaggerated a oh, couple sorry. degrees. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to need those two degrees back. Sorry. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, Thank you, Diana. Have a great night. So. Oh, and you know, next time at DragCon, you should record. Uh, we should do a recording from uh, DragCon. 
Oh, yes. Well, I mean, that's come. I mean, I know I missed it, but I mean, there's so much stuff going on. But um, yes, you're right. I should try to do a live podcast episode or something. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I appreciate what you're doing. And um, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, have a great night, Diana. Again, keep doing what you're doing because, girl, you're working it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. You too. Keep up the podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Diana. Have a good one. All right. Bye. And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. <laughs> In this week's episode of Kirsten's Corner. Yep, uh, we're doing that. Uh, let's talk about social media platforms. Social media <laughs> platforms, which are like Twitter, Instagram versus Facebook versus Snapchat. Okay, what about them? What do you use and what do you like about the ones you use i guess okay so ranking uh i think i use instagram the most um i like it for i don't know just like that's like if i'm gonna go if i have like a a couple minutes to like sit and just look on social media it'll either be instagram or twitter instagram is for just kind of seeing like what's up with people like you know people i know and or celebrities um, and I also look at look there for like inspo for like manicures or like hair stuff. Inspo, inspiration. Don't oh. act like you really don't know that. No, no, it's, it's it, I guess it's not inspo, but it's inspo. But it, I don't know. Whatever. It's just wondering. I've never heard that before. You've never heard inspo before. It's not inspo. Yeah, I know. I know what's inspo. But, but why like is it people, inspo? Because it's just just cuter that way. I don't know. Oh, it's just people inspo. say inspo. Okay, sorry. Oh, anyway. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know what so inspo that's is. Instagram. Insto, you know. Insto. <laughs> yeah, that's just, why isn't it insto? Why don't you use that insto? Like, what'd you buy? The, where, where did you go? I went, I went to, to insto. <laughs> I bought it insto. See, you got it online. No, I got it insto. Anyway, um, so I use like I look at stories, and I think I like to use Instagram stories like the most because I think it's just it's it's a good way to like kind of give updates without like bombarding people with the posts. I think like if you look back and like at like when I first started Instagram in like 2012 or whatever, like we would post like every day, multiple times a day, you know, and no one needs to know all of that though. But I mean, that's like kind of like when a social media thing, like when it first starts, like I remember I hell used to use Facebook. I was like one of the first uh, schools that had Facebook and we would use it. And like when your Facebook wall was like literally like a wall and you, people could delete or add stuff on it. It was crazy. That was 2004, right? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. <laughs> you guys. You could say it because I hella farted. She farted and I can't. Hella it farted. stinks. I was like, I'm like leaning into you and like talking, and it's like I feel like it's in my mouth. Uh, hot. Anyway, so, um, uh, okay, so then I use Twitter for like jokes and then also to read about news, which is like unfortunate. Well, I guess that's the where you can get news now. But like I look at something and be like, oh, what happened there? Then I'll do like a search on, you know, Google or something to see what's going on. Um, I like, yeah, I liked. I like Twitter for like funny stories, honestly, because like some of my friends are really funny on Twitter. Um, for, oh, do you want to give out shout outs on your Instagram? What your handles are? Do you care? Oh, yeah. At Ludicurs is my is Twitter and Instagram like Ludicrous, but Ludicurs, K-I-R-S. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Snapchat is like to send like dumb videos and use the filters. So you like you go Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat? No, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't use Snapchat for the social aspect. It's rare. Like usually it's to send like videos I wouldn't post on my Instagram story. But lately I've even just been sending stuff directly on like Instagram like DMs. But I'll use Snapchat for filters. Oh, yeah, we'll and like about, also we'll, we'll talk about that another time yeah, cause but i also account. don't use instagram filters to like take cute selfies it's usually to like use the dumb selfies like the dumb filters what are the dumb <laughs> now we get the whole, the whole thing on filters because yeah know. we could talk about that later but, but one thing i like to do is like when we're when you're sleeping i take um <laughs> i put work. filters on your face <laughs> of you snoring <laughs> and it just like makes me laugh like i don't even send it to that anyone whack it's so lame um do you use all of them at once? Like when you're say you're going to post something on social media, like do you use Instagram first and then you like wait for a thing. Like what is your opinion on just social media platforms in general? Sometimes if I, I just know like people um, like to have their Instagram like really curated, which, you know, I'm all for if that's like, especially like your brand or if like you're making it your career or even if that's just something you like to do. It's too much work for me. Like I have I have a, a calligraphy Instagram at cursive Osseo if you guys are interested in calligraphy needs. And then I also have um, my I also um, help with our podcast Instagram and it's just like it's a lot. And what it's what like podcast? Pop and Locks Pod. That's me and my uh, co-host Alexa. P-O-P. Shout out. P O P A N D L O X P O D. Pop and Locks Pod. You can find us on um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc. But anyway, like I even like with my calligraphy Instagram, like I was trying to post every day, like which is a lot of work because it's like first it's like I have to actually physically calligraphy something and then I have to take a picture of it and then I have to post it but then even further than that like if you really want to stay on brand if you really want to like sell your stuff you have to make everything curated and make everything match so like my friends like oh well you have to color match all your photos so that all the white like in your background is the same white and I'm like oh Jesus it's so much freaking work and it's like even like with your Instagram, I don't know if y'all noticed, but like I took over that. Because, well, clearly, <laughs> you know the the layout choices that you would use were yeah, they're whack, they're whack, they okay, were whack. And like I'd always be like, oh, do you want to try something different? And like you could try this, you could try this. And then she's like, and I'll just like, do just, it. Let me, just give it to me, just give it to you. Let me <laughs> I'll do, just it. do it. You know, um, I do like that stuff, and but it's so hard to maintain. So like honestly, like so much respect to the people who can post every day and like keep it all the same aesthetic, which is like freaking hard. And like I honestly just don't have time for that i would love to but it's so hard to maintain so anyways uh, your original question was like what do i use first so instagram i don't like to post a lot because i just think uh, i for me i and you've pointed this out or not pointed out but we've talked about it's like finding the balance between like actually living your life and like showing people that you're living your life you know Mm. um so like i post for big events or like when something you know I don't know, just an appreciation post or whatever. But mostly I use Instagram stories. And even then I try not to like bombard people. And I know, like, again, going back to like being super curated, if I'm spending like so much time on an Instagram story or like an Instagram caption, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, it's too much. I'm I'm thinking too much about this, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I have to get the gif like right. I have to get the layout like perfect. You know, I just I'm like, forget it. I don't want to post anymore because it's like I'm focusing too much on like how I want to be perceived as opposed to right. just like really just I want to share this because I want people to, you know. Right. And that's what I, I mean. I'll get we'll get into the selfie and the yeah. other in the filters episode. But like your opinion on social media in general, like why? Like, the, you know, how some people's like, you know, a lot of people and then you see their social media presence versus the, how they are in real life. life. Like, honestly, I think, you know, it's easy. It's it's even like it's it's easy to judge and to make, you know, judgments about someone, how they are on social media versus how they are in real life. But and and I'm not saying that I've never done that. But at the same time, it's like it it's also just social media you know like if they're different than they are like maybe there's a reason they are maybe they just really like to be that way online but be different in person i think it's i don't know it's hard to say everyone has different motivations and i don't know i think i could be different online i maybe not i don't know what do you think you met you technically met me online before you did in real life so um i didn't look I didn't stalk you. We could also talk about ooh, stalking in another episode. Yeah. But like who you were in social media, I was like, oh, because you had your podcast up. And I was like, I never listened to an episode. I know we mm-hmm. talked about, oh, did you listen to an episode? And I was like, mm, not really until Way really. I, I didn't listen yeah. to like the last, what, four months, five mm-hmm. months? Because I don't know if, because I wanted to get to know you versus mm-hmm. I rather, I was like, I don't want to get to know your you through podcast. Mm-hmm. But I realized like you're pretty much the same person that's really honestly that's really a compliment for me yeah you're the same you're not a fake person which not to say that everyone's fake yeah and or not to say that if you're different online that you're fake i think it's just yeah you're this you're you're who you present yourself online and sometimes that's a good thing sometimes that's a bad thing because i guess you know it's some people like to keep things private yeah but you can't do that if whatever you post online is online because then people will have a preconceived image of you I guess right like if like oh well you said this online or you did this online now you're doing this totally different like I don't know you I don't know who this is but I appreciate for me you you know this I appreciate vulnerability Mm -hmm. I appreciate you being I mean I have a podcast out where I pretty much Mm -hmm. pretty much told my whole entire story with and then some but I think you've met my online you've met Mm -hmm. you've seen my online podcast like yeah, yeah yeah and you've seen that versus who i am so i don't know what your thoughts i think everyone i think it's i think that's like the beauty about social media too is that you can be whatever you want you know which again it could be good or bad but i think like it gives us the freedom to you know whether it means be more social online than you are in real life or maybe by being social online it gives you the courage to be more social in real life or you know, like it for you it gives you the opportunity to have a podcast where even if it means that you're not like, you know, doing this like, you know, every day on the streets, but you're at least you have it like online for people to listen to or I don't know. I think it just depends. And I don't know. I know it's like my PC answer for saying like, oh, you know, people can be who they want and I'm not going to judge you for it, which is I mean, like in a perfect world I wouldn't but I judge people and feel bad about it but sometimes I do sometimes I don't I don't know no one's perfect how do you change that how do you do you like being judgmental do you no of course not 
so how do you fix it or do you just keep doing it and then no i i I, for me okay now we're talking about something else but 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 like i think i just try to like i think i if i talk if i stop i'm sorry if i talk my if i acknowledge my faults i have to really work on it we're talking about something totally different right i'm just saying but cool but you know i'm just glad we're getting to something yeah we'll, we'll talk about more of this in our own episode yeah i just you know kirsten's corner is really about ranting yeah and i really wanted her to rant uh, and she goes on a lot of rants but that's okay that's about social media I'm not, that i'm talking about how to be a better person yeah. it's like come on anywho well thank you that's all for this kirsten's week's. corner thanks love you love you Whack. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. It was a good one. It was a good talk with Diana Vandenberg and Kirsten talked about her social media platforms. Again, I will be back. I don't know quite yet. I do want to take a break, kind of rest my wrist, kind of rest my hands, so I can come back and produce some good stuff for you guys. Uh, And that's it. Hope you guys have a great August. I'll probably see you, if not by the end of this month, see you in September. Hope you guys have a great rest of the month. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more.